Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and connect with us on social media. Join the conversation by emailing us info at fusedmarriages.com. Hey, Michael, so what are we getting into today? Well, 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 we have an interesting one today. Okay. Now, it may get a little technical, just a little bit, right? Okay, okay. But I think it's going to be relatable to the people to of the really people. what dealing with love and marriage is all about. Okay. It's, it's another angle to take on it. Okay, I'm Okay, ready. okay. So let me first start off by this. You know, there's a movie, and I'm, I, I watch movies every now and again, but there's this movie yeah. called Love Jones. Oh, love. Right? Okay. It's a classic love, love story. Okay. And one of the lines of the movie, the main character says, let's roll the clip. I'm saying it's just you know, all y'all running around here jumping and hopping, skipping, diving, falling in love. Falling in love ain't Somebody talk to me, please, about how to stay there. Do I love my wife? Hell yes. Is she here? Hell no. I know how to fall in love, but help me to stay in love. Yeah. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Because like all of us know we get the, you know, the butterfly feelings and you know, the, the you know, the, the you know, everything that kind of like just make the, you know, we on cloud nine. When yeah, we meet those our, emotions. Yeah, just make, yeah. It make you, you feel good. You're like, man, this is it. But those die off, though. Don't they? Right? So, like, we're trying to figure out, okay, so what's that? How do you, like, maintain, maybe not the butterfly feeling, but, like, kind of maintain that love and, like, go to that next level. Because love, I think, I mean, in my opinion, love is you go, you got, you got levels of it. Okay, okay. You got the butterfly kind of initial phase. Okay, phase then one, Then you got butterfly. that kind of sustainment where you're trying to say, okay, I'm trying to make it level. Yeah. Where we at? Then you got to say, okay, I'm trying to get to that stratosphere. Oh, stratosphere. Well, you know what? When you're in that 40 years, 50 year range, and you still loving that that person. That's awesome. That is. That's real. Yeah. We not at 40 or 50. Not yet. We, we at that. We at that five year mark. But you know. Okay. But we trying to do it too. Yeah. Just like everybody else. So like you know, we don't. We not perfect in our relationship, but we are trying to really get to that next level too. Mm-hmm. So we kind of discovered some things. So you know, since we've been off a little bit, you know, we got the got the pandemic going on. Yeah, but it's still, you know, I do a little reading to kind of make sure, you know, just keep my mind sharp. I, I discovered a few things that maybe can tie into what love is. And we're going to call this the science of love, the science of love, the science of love. Okay. Right. Okay. Kind of different techie. I don't want to lose you or anything on that, but it's, I think it's going to be good, though. OK, we'll jump in. What's going on? All right. So there are three components that I believe that are called the science of love. OK. All right. So just walk with me a little bit, all right? And you can kind of ask me questions. We can kind of go through some different dynamics of what it's all about. All right. The first one is AQ. All right, AQ. AQ, the adaptability of a person, the adaptability quotient of a person. Okay, AQ, adaptability quotient. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's really, it's a business term, mm-hmm. but we're going to apply it to people because we got to be adaptable as people. Right. Right? So it talk about adaptability as a business. My business is my life. Your business is your life. How adaptable are you to your life and to to my life? You want to check that definition real quick for me? Yeah, okay. AQ. Ability to adapt. Normally used in business as it measures business ability to greet change in the marketplace, customer preference, and technology. Right, right, right. So if we want to take that definition of AQ, right, adaptability, to be able to adapt to changes. Mm-hmm. So you got to think, right, in the marriage, and you can talk about this, right, there's always changes that are going to happen. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. The first, what's obvious change, right, when somebody, you know what, you're combining two people. Right. Right? You got a, you got a man and a woman. 
two different dynamics, right. two different households, two different upbringings. How do how well do each one of those adapt to right. one another? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. The next biggest one is probably like you know when you have kids, mm-hmm. right? You marry, all of a sudden now you have kids. You first you got to you know understand who each other are, then you got kids. That's another change you got to yeah. be able to adapt to. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, you're looking at a person, you want to understand, okay, yep, I, I, I like them, I love them, but how adaptable are they? Right. Right? So the ability to be able to adapt to those changes is going to play a big role in your marriage. Absolutely. Or in your relationship. You really should pick that up on your relationship. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, the sooner that you're able to discover how your partner adapts, mm-hmm. the better off the relationship is going to be. Because I think that this this adaptability quotient is a big deal because it it can lead to some other things right so maybe the next step isn't having children maybe the next step is a job change or somebody gets sick or um parent has to move in um there are so many things that can happen Mm -hmm. or a a death in the family that you have to be able to gauge how you yourself first how do i handle stress how do i handle change and then looking for, to your spouse, how do they handle change? So one partner might say, hey, we've got to move to a new state and this is going to be an adjustment for all of us, but it doesn't mean mm. you're adjusting in the same way. Right. Somebody could become a recluse and turn in and feel depressed right. while the other person is outward. Okay, I got to go out. I got to do stuff. I got to meet people. They might still be dealing with the same emotion, but handling it differently. Right. And right. if you don't meet each other there, then you can begin going in opposite directions and really not feeling like your partner cares about you at all. That's so true. That's so true. I mean, I think, I mean, importance about adapting and being able to adapt to change is like, you got to be able to be comfortable with changing. Yeah. I think particularly when you're in, in a marriage and a relationship that's serious is like, you know what? Life is going to change. Jobs going to change. Yep. You may have to move as you just but mentioned. But NDRE says. What she said. The only thing constant in the world is change. Man. Man. I'm what song is that? What's the name? She's a beast. Yeah, she's a beast. Listen to every single album. Every single album. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's cold-blooded though. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that knowing that change is going to happen. Right. Is part of the battle and being right. able to kind of move with that move like water, like, okay, you're going to hit this shore. We're going to go this way. We're going to go around this right. boat. It doesn't, cause you can't predict obstacles. You can right. try to prepare, like you can prepare for your future. You can do life planning, but it doesn't mean that something can't come up. That's going to deter your plans right. or that's going to maybe stagnate your plans or shift. You're going to have to do some things. You do have an, an you know, an unexpected pregnancy or you do deal Ooh, with some. At age. what age though? Hey, at any age, it's, yeah, it's going to be, true. you have some challenges, but dealing with that or dealing with, uh, like I said, a loss of a job or an injury or all right, of those things right. are going to change. I know. And, but we know couples that have, gotten pregnant and then somebody's on the wife is on bed rest right for an that extended happens. period of That's time yep. and then he has to pick up some responsibilities that he didn't have before right so he, him being able to adapt to that without cracking under the pressure right so what do you think in terms of adaptability how do we avoid cracking under the pressure cracking under pressure i think you have to be able to you almost got to train yourself to say okay when something comes up how am i adapting to it right if, i mean you don't start off with something big initially right you gotta say okay First of all, you know what? We said we're going to go to the grocery store first. And instead, we're going to go to the grocery store. We end up going to, you know what, department store. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not a big deal. But, like, you know what I mean? Okay, you got, that's just a little a slight shift that may have to happen to the family dynamic. Some other store closing earlier than others. So you got to be able to, like, be able to modify your mindset to say, can I handle the little things? 
Mm-hmm. But when the big things come, I don't think you're going to be any different. If you can't handle little things, you definitely can't handle the big things. Yeah, that's true. So that's I think true. you have to train yourself, right, to kind of like almost psychologically saying, okay, you know what? How am I doing with change hmm. before I actually look at my partner? And then being able to understand and say, okay, you know what? I want us to grow as a unit. So let's let's try to adapt to change together, right? And I'm measuring you. You measure me. We're trying to see where we're at. I think a big piece of that is communication. Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, this is what's going on. How do you feel about it? And doing check-ins throughout the process. Okay. So at the beginning, hey, we're gonna. There's a big shift that's coming. I have to. I have a job change that's coming. Then as you move through, hey, how are you holding up? I know that dynamics are now different. And as you progress, until you're both at the same place, or until it becomes normal. Now this change is normal. Okay, this is our new normal. Things are as they are. Right. But I think if you only check in one time. You're doing a disservice to yourself and the part and your partner. Because even if you check in with yourself one time, you might be okay today. And two weeks down the road doing the same thing, you're frazzled, you're uncomfortable, you're frustrated. And if you don't say like, hold on, I need a second. Right. Then you can end up going off on people and people are like, what's wrong with you? I needed yeah. a second and I didn't take it. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Right. So I think that that's, I think it's important to do these, these changes to, or these um, check-ins as we adapt and as we grow and as we kind of fulfill that, adaptability quotient as you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, like ultimate goal, right? We want we want to have a, a, a high AQ. And everybody want a high IQ, which is nothing wrong with that too. Yeah. But you want a high AQ. Yeah. And I think, you know what I mean, when you're looking for a partner and your partner really y'all trying to grow as individuals, even though you're together, you still want to say, I want to increase my AQ. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to be more adaptable to the changes of life that's going to bring, right? Right. So that's something, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big deal. Okay, so the science of love, the first thing is AQ. So you guys out there, you're listening to us, and you say, huh, I, I think I have a high AQ. I, I, I'm not sure if my, par- my partner does. Tell us your stories. Let us know. Have you encountered this? Is there a time when you've had to adapt to some change, where you've had to make some adjustments, where some things were a little bit uncomfortable? How did you do it? Let us know at Fuse Marriages, or you can um, email us, info at FuseMarriages.com. Okay, so there we go. AQ, what's next? The AQ. science of love. Science of love. We All talked right. about AQ, yes. adaptability. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about EQ. EQ. Yes. Okay. All right. Your emotional quotient. Ooh, okay. You I know like what I mean? Some, some people call it emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we have a definition. Now you mind reading that? What definition we have on that? EQ, emotional intelligence, is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. Oof. I mean, that's 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 a mouthful right it there. Is. Just to kind of take that all in. I yeah. mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think we're all working on some parts of that. Nobody sure. has like, okay, just the ultimate, just emotional, emotional uh, uh, aptitude. Yeah, there you go. Thank mm-hmm. you for helping me out on that. <laughs> just to make sure, you know what? We're trying to raise our level to our thinking and our emotions to that level. And we got like, you know, for instance, you know, compassion may be good on one end, mm-hmm. but my communication may be bad on another end. Mm. So I, I got to tie that all together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of raise my emotional EQ to a certain level. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, a, I think this has, like you said, it's packed in here. So we're saying it's the ability to understand what's interesting about the definition is it starts first with you again. Right. Right. And so much of, of, marriage and relationships is being settled in yourself and being honest with yourself. Cause we can also self deceive. We can say, I'm good. I can handle, it. I can handle it. When really you're like, I, I need to step back. I need a second. I need to process or whatever. And that's the right. same with this as we're talking about emotional intelligence is 
gauging your own emotional EQ or your own EQ. Yeah. How, how do I feel? Where am I? And, and it says positive ways to relieve stress. I think that's the key. I think that's the key of just having good emotional intelligence. Yeah. Talk it's to really you. is trying to like, okay, because life is stressful. Yeah. We've got all kind of dynamics going on, but do I have positive ways to relieve it? Right. Cause it has to come out. Mm-hmm. So if, like if we hold it in, okay, then my emotional intelligence, you know what I mean? My emotional quotient, it's going to go down because yeah. I'm not relieving. I got to, I got to hold that in. I think our bodies and our minds are made for that. So talk to me from a male perspective, yeah. Michael, talk to me about what does this look like? Cause we don't often hear yeah. men talking about emotions mm-hmm. and how you manage emotions and how you relieve stress and how you, um, you know, disseminate conflict. So kind of talk to me about maybe some fellas out there might relate to what you are, would say about emotional intelligence. So how would you characterize that? How would you define it for men? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think it's, it's different for each, each man. Right. But right. I think we can generally speak and say, you know what, when most men, we got to kind of get away for a second. Okay. Right. So if we're in a stressful situation, we try to, most of us try to diffuse it by saying, okay, let me step away. Now the idea you can't step away and not come back to it, mm-hmm. but you know what? We may want to get in that car and go drive around the block about so 10 you're times. Physically, physically step away from the situation. Yeah. Physically like, okay. you know what? Hey, I got to remove myself. Mm-hmm. It could be physically, it could be mentally as well though. Right. I mean, I'm using physical in this case right here, but right. And I said, man, you got to go get in the car. I got to drive, you know, that up the street 10 times in a row. I ain't going nowhere. Up the street. Yeah, just up the street 10 times around. Like, hey, why are he coming back and forth? Didn't he just go to that stop sign? Yeah. yeah. His EQ was low. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He got his EQ was He's low. He's working through that. Yeah, he working through it. But it's like, the, you got, we got to be able to, like, diffuse that, right? And ultimately, mm-hmm. you want to try to figure new ways to kind of get that issue resolved, that stress relieved. Yeah. You know what I mean? So some of us go, you know, we we'll, we'll go play ball with our boys. Hmm. Right? We get away, you know, me and the, me and the wife getting into it. You know what? I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna pump some iron. I'm gonna go hoop. I'm gonna play some ball with my boys. That's interesting. I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have thought that going to work out or play basketball, maybe work out because I like to work out, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have thought of that as like a an EQ conversation. Yeah. Like, okay, how do I relieve stress? I think a lot of us might like go on a run. I know that um, I read an article recently that says if you clean when you're stressed out, mm-hmm. when you're frustrated, when you're angry that it helps you kind of work out some of the issues because maybe some of the anxiety, I'm not sure of the science behind that, but I think that's yeah. interesting yeah, yeah. that the activity of doing something is an EQ kind of calibration. I'm just telling you the ladies to know this, right? Cause like when you, when you're, when your husband's talking, man, let me get away. Let me go to the gym for a second. He not going to like, I ain't, he ain't getting on his phone and going to go, you know, chat up with somebody that said any other, he's literally trying to figure out how to relieve his stress. He can't communicate it properly. So he's trying to figure out how to come back to you Ooh-wee. and be able to communicate that thing. Okay, let that help somebody. Be blessed. Right. And I okay. think, you let know. Let him I mean, go is what you're saying. Let him go play some basketball. Let him go. Okay. Let him go. Let him go. Kind of, you know, get that get that off their mind. I promise you, when they come back, and you probably have noticed even with me or whatever, you come back, you're like, man, he's like, he's different. Yes. When my husband is upset and he goes and plays some basketball and he comes back like the sweetest guy ever he's helpful and everything he's helpful already but he comes back baby how you doing how, how the kids thank you for letting me go play i'm like you welcome mm-hmm. what's got into you You're like what, what happened right yeah, what, happened what, to you? what gym you go to <laughs> like, so, gym? so i guess i'm i'm saying as a witness it, it works but also that comes with a trust factor yeah too absolutely. so you have to build that trust factor to even be begin this conversation um i think um i, I want to hear from you on 
communicate effectively, mm-hmm. empathize with others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I talk. I go to the, the back end of that part when you said empathize with others. Like, I think as men, we have, we struggle with that because mm-hmm. like we could be built this kind of macho kind of you know what I mean. We gotta have a hard time really connecting. At least a lot of us don't. So we gotta be able to like come down to a point where say, you know what? Hey, I'm feeling this. What you're going through, hmm. and like, I think that's the toughest part of this EQ for us is being able to connect down and say, okay, you know what? No, it's not me. My woman is feeling this way, or she's bringing this to my attention. How can I connect to what she's saying? Why is it so challenging? Just help me, help uh-huh. me, help me. Why is it so challenging for men? I'm generalizing, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm generalizing. I'm sure there's some fellas out there that can connect and the roles are reversed. But generally speaking, why is it such a challenge for men to have this kind of loving, endearing compassion for how somebody that they say that they love is feeling. Why is it that she feels something and he just totally is all the way disconnected and looking at her like, I don't know why she's crying. She's tripping. Something's right. going on. Why is that? I mean, I, to me, I think the answer is actually really easy. It's like we're wired that way. And I'm actually saying wired because we're like we're raised that way okay. in a way of like, you know, what I mean, we don't really show or express our emotions in, in that way. So let's say, you know what? We, have, you know, we in the third grade, and, uh, me and my uh, boys, we get into it. If something happens, whatever, on the playground and you skin your knee, you say, you know what they tell them? Get up, suck that up, man. Wipe that off. You'll be all right. I don't care if you're pouring down, got blood coming out your knee. You need to go get 18 stitches. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. You suck that up. And mm-hmm. like in your mind, you start just tying that almost to life principles. You know what I mean? You don't really realize it. But, but what it, about when she's crying? She fell down. She skinned her knee. And y'all just kind of like the general is if she's crying or she's upset that you don't seem to care, quote mm-hmm. unquote, that it's like, oh, man. She on her cycle. Something going on with her. She tripping. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the problem is. Why is that? Why is that the reaction versus let me see what the problem is? I know a lot of ladies out there have experienced yeah. that. So I'm asking the yeah. question on behalf of all of the women. And I thought I just answered it. Oh. So it's like, <laughs> like I guess I missed it. See? No, 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 no. Communication. Yeah, communication is key. You know, message sent don't mean message received. You message know what I mean? sent don't mean message, don't mean message received. Message so received. help me, help me. Help me. <laughs> no, it's like we start off at a young age of like, really pulling back from like having to care like that. Mm -hmm. So like you do that in third grade, fourth grade, the same thing, sixth grade, the same thing, eighth grade, the same thing. Now you're a senior in high school. You've been doing this like all your adolescence. So now you get, you get your boo, y'all get connected. And it's like, how you turn that off? You know what I mean? Like, okay, now I got to care. You know what I mean? At least my care looks different. You know what I mean? Cause it's not like we just say we don't care at all, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's not the care that you need. Right. Hmm. And like as as boys, we're not necessarily taught to say, OK, you know what? Hey, buddy, you know what I mean? Are you OK? How you feeling? You know, say any other. We don't really like vibe like that. It's like, man, you good. All right. Let's roll. You know what I mean? It's like that. And that ends up carrying over to our relationship. And we got to figure out how to we got to make that turn. Yeah. Got to make that turn. So yeah. If there are any ladies out there or fellas out there, if you relate to what I'm talking about or what Michael is talking about, please hit us up. We want to hear from you. We want to know what your experience has been. Make sure that you email us info at fusemarriages.com or any of our social media platforms at Fuse Marriages because we know we are not the only ones having this conversation. Why do you not relate to what I'm saying? Why do you not have more compassion? Why do you not get it? I know. I've said, you don't get it. You don't understand. Why do you not understand? And I think that's a constant conversation, but I think it's interesting that it ties back into what our EQ is, -hmm. overcoming challenges and diffusing conflict. Let's hit on that real quick, real quick, real quick. EQ Mm -hmm. 
handling conflict? I'm I'm really curious because I I I know that there are lots of different kind of negative ways to handle conflict right. and there are positive conflict resolution strategies. Um I would love to hear what your thoughts are on how our emotional intelligence feeds into how we how we work through some things. Yeah, I mean, I think from I speak from the male perspective, it's like we use the like the fight or flight mentality, mm-hmm. right? So if if we got to resolve a conflict, we either going like, okay, we want to fight about it, or we're going to just walk away from it. I mean, I didn't see men get in like arguments over, you stepped on my shoes. Yeah. Like it's crazy like yeah. that, you know what I mean? It's like, but it's, that's, I mean, that's an emotional intelligence thing that we got to like figure, okay, you're like, what, over your, over your shoes, man? Right. I know they cost maybe a grip or something, but like, it's your shoes though. Right. You're going to fight over that? So like, be able to like yeah. digest. I mean, you got to look at that from like you looking at a person you you being with. Like, where are they at with that? Yeah. Because I mean, because that's gonna play a critical role in like how you handle them. Yeah. And like where you got to figure out, okay, I, I can't. This person, they got some growth to do. It's not saying we got to throw them away or anything like that. But this is where they at, and I got to figure out how to help them grow to a new another level. I definitely think that gauging emotional intelligence again early in the relationship. Hopefully, before you get married, just kind of thinking through yep. some of these things, like, okay, how do they handle conflict? Are they? Because I don't know that you're saying that emotional intuor- in intelligence is maturity, but I do think right. that there's an element of how how honest are they with themselves? How um, forthcoming are they with their faults and their flaws? Because with that, you're able to work through some of this a little bit more. If somebody says, "Hey, you know what?" When I'm angry, I shut down. That's how I deal with conflict. I shut down. Then you can work through that. But if they don't ever say, and they're not even aware, or people say, no, I don't, that's something for me that's like a ting, like a red flag. Right. Like if somebody, if you say, hey, I noticed this about you. Now, you now you can't say it when you're in the middle of an argument or being confrontational or abrasive. But if you're just friend to friend, peer to peer, you know, boyfriend to girlfriend, husband to wife, whatever it is, hey, when we argue, I, I notice this. Or when we're kind of on a different page, That's I good. notice this. And if they're still like, no, nah, I don't. Like, oh, just know that you might have some more of that in the future. That that's going to yeah. be a hard thing to overcome because they're not even willing to receive that information. Like you right. said, message sent isn't always message received. Like, you can say it with the best intentions, but somebody that is not ready to receive it, you're going to have some con- you're going to have some some challenges in that relationship because right. their emotional IQ is low. Yeah. So yeah. It's interesting. So so talk to me some more. What is going on with the science of love? So we've talked about the adaptability. Yeah. Adaptability. adaptability. We've talked you. about emotions. Emotions. And how yep. important both of these the are. What else? What else? What else? Yep. Yep. So we're gonna get even a little deeper. Okay. We got the AQ. AQ. Adaptability. Yep. We got the EQ. EQ. Emotional intelligence. Emotional. Now we're gonna talk about epigenetics. 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 Alright. Come on. Hope I'm saying that right. Epigenetics. We're gonna put it all put it real clear. Epigenetics. Okay. I don't know if that was more clear. Okay, well then I, I did my best, y'all. I did my best. Hey. We, epigenetics. We'll though. get into it and they'll know yeah. what you're talking about. So epigenetics. What is it? What why is it feed into the science of love? Well, this one's a, you know, this one like I think a lot of people may not know about it. I mean, but if you can you can look it up, check it out. Um mm-hmm. But this is where, you know what, somebody's past experience, let's say your parents' past experiences mm-hmm. are passed on to you without you having to go through that. Yeah. Like you may, good or bad. Yeah. In this case, we want to say maybe in a bad situation, say your parents, maybe, you know what, they were very stressful and high tense and it's kind of, you know, were real frazzled throughout their life. 
mm-hmm. that is passed on to you through your genes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't supersede your DNA. You know what I mean? Not to get too deep into it, we, you know, the, the, the science of it, but it gets passed on through your genes. And now you're carrying this stressful tension. You're like, man, wh- why am I like that? Yeah. you like, you got these questions like, man, you know what? My mama didn't trust. My grandma didn't trust. And I don't trust. Yeah. Like, and I had no, like, it ain't no, like, nothing to tie you back to your grandma to why you right. shouldn't trust. This is, like, my favorite one. Yeah. Because I think that this is the most, of all of these kind of science aspects of love, I think this is so interesting because it is something that you have to be extremely introspective. Yeah. You have to really think, like all of them, you have to think, okay, how do I adapt to change? Adaptability quotient. Where am I in my emotions? But this one, you have to even go to your parents and you have to go to your grandparents and consider mm-hmm. what, not only what you were taught, like we talked about with emotional, yep. Yep. not only what you were taught or what you observed, but maybe habits or traumas that were passed on to you that you have to look to your parents and say like, hmm, Deep right there. I'm that way. Yeah. I, and it's not something that you, that you picked up by watching. It's something right. that you just picked up because it was in you. So I think that this is the most interesting. So why is epigenetics um, framed in this science of love? Where does it come into play? Yeah. I mean, I think it comes into play. It's like, it's about understanding like where you're at with love itself. Mm-hmm. And right, the first of all is that internal love, right? First of all, like you said, we're looking at our internal adaptability, our internal emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. and then the epigenetics of it. Like, where am I? Like, you know, how am I able to to love somebody, and what's holding me back or stopping me from loving? Like, when I got to understand all that, right? Mm-hmm. Then, what's understanding about myself, I got to figure out about my partner, mm-hmm. where they're at with all that. So, I think that's where it ties back in to saying, okay, I'm trying to love a person, and they're pushing me back. Or they got these, you know, money issues or they got this, you know, they they, they can't get a job for some reason. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, it's like, they smart, they capable. Like, what's going on? But then you look back and their daddy couldn't get a job. Yeah. You look back and their grandpa couldn't get a job. Yeah. You're like, you remember what's that, going on? Um, that song, um, Papa Was a Rolling Stone? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. This, is, this is what that reminds me of in, in a way. Um, and if we look kind of deeper, so he was a Rolling Stone, you mm-hmm. know. He, he wasn't there. Right. But there's also something kind of like almost a trigger. Like epigenetics right. is like kind of like these these internal triggers that are not mental. They're not something that reminds you of something that actually happened to you. But um, if you've ever thought of um, maybe your great grandfather or an uncle or something um, was I'm going to use this example. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hope it's not offensive, but I want to I want to get to the point of Talk possibly what this is. But um if they were like a womanizer or they had mm-hmm. girlfriends or they could never stay married, they just hear and hear and hear and you want it. And then you kind of feel like, okay, maybe your, their dad was kind of like, ah, he just never felt comfortable in a relationship, right. never really felt at home, never felt at peace, never was settled with this one person. I'm not talking about divorce. I'm talking about that internal feeling of like, man, I got to get out. I got to go. I got to mm-hmm. be moving. She's cute. She's cute. She's, cute. you know, all of that. And then you look at yourself and you find yourself like, man, I, I want to be this this kind, this way. Right. There's something in me that's always drawing me. You got to pray about that stuff. But also recognizing that it's there, recognizing like, okay, I'm looking right. at my lineage. I'm looking at this at this pass down. Yeah. Some people would even refer to these kinds of things as like generational curses. Yeah. Um, those kinds of things is just passed down. So when you're when 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 we're talking about it with the science of love, 
I think it's so interesting because recognizing these generational curses Mm -hmm. or these epigenetical trends, recognizing, hmm, there's something going on with me that I should share with my spouse. But first you have to recognize it in yourself and then looking and then um, trusting your partner when they're around your family. Right. You know, this it's really interesting. Some family reunions all you can start to see some trends. You can start to see like, huh, I I noticed this about my spouse, but I'm also noticing about his dad and his dad's dad and his, his uncles and all of that, then you can have a real conversation. Hey, you know what? We haven't really talked about this, but have you ever noticed? Yeah. Or did you ever think about it? I just want to put it on your mind. If it doesn't apply, it doesn't apply, but just, just consider hey, it. That's good, man. Yeah. That's I good. think that's, I think that's a, I just, I love this one. And I think, I think people have to be careful. Like don't be too harsh on your partner. You don't know what they, I mean, you're thinking, okay, what they doing that on purpose or they have yeah. this thing, but like, could be deeper than that. That's, only, that's one thing you want to bring up as well. It could be deeper than just the surface level. Like, man, I can't believe they like that. I think everything's like that. Yeah. I think everything's yeah. like more than just a surface level. Right. I think right. a lot of us have to be aware that, hey, there's more to them than even what I know. Because right. we're constantly growing. Right. We're constantly changing. But we always want to make sure that we're aware. Aware yep. of what's going on. Sure enough. So let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us for our conversation today, The Science of Love. Um, We appreciate you being here. Make sure that you connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Check out our website for content and resources, FuseMarriages.com. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Fuse with Tristan and Michael.